You're listening to the Man Chat Podcast, a show with two men talking about recent events and the effect they could have on men's mental health. This is Sean and Huggy, your hosts. Welcome back to episode three, Uno Dos Tres of the Man Chat Podcast. Callum, great to have you here again. Hello. Um, Hello. Thanks, mate. Oh, mate, pleasure as always. And I think just before we start, it's to say thank you to everybody that has um, been sharing, been commenting, been putting on your story, been getting in touch with us as well. Uh, Cal, I know you've received some feedback as well, haven't you? Dude, I'm, I am overwhelmed by the amount of people that has uh, shared it, listened to it. Like, yeah, it's couldn't I could not have imagined how many people could have done it. And the feedback we've got is good. Uh, yeah. People have given us some pointers. So, yeah, bro, thank you. No, Everyone. definitely. I echo that sentiment um, with you there, Cal. So today we're going to be talking about men in the news. This whole podcast is about the weekly news and what's been happening. But this week we're going to pick on some particularly male focuses that have been in the news. We then have got the classic Agony Uncles and the jingle that I'm, I'm not sure it's trending on Spotify just yet, Cal, but we get you in the top 40 um, with that one. <laughs> and then we will end up with the Say Your Day, talking through our weeks, our highs and lows, as we always do. Um, and I think one thing as well, we are overwhelmed with the responses of people looking to come and join in with the podcast, yes. come and get some special guests. So we will be figuring that out and look forward to some special guest editions of the podcast. Three episodes in, Cal, and we think about special, hey. special guests. It's, um, I know. Next yeah. sponsor. Sponsorship. Yes, another sponsorship. So um, I'm after a strawberry sponsor because I love strawberries. So if there's any grocers that listen to this, Cal, I don't know, Tesco meal deal from the last one. That's I was just about to say, if we get sponsored by Tesco, you can have all of the strawberries and I'll have all the meal deals. Tesco's it works. It's a partnership in heaven. So, yeah, yeah so this week, Cal, with the, to start our first topic, men in the news. And this was something mm-hmm. that you shared with me, actually, wasn't it? In, in one of yes. our conversations yeah. on Instagram. And this was the Kyle Sinclair interview with uh, after that rugby match with Bath. I've got to be honest, Cal, I didn't watch the game. I didn't watch the interview, but well, I've watched the interview since. Um, so I'm going to hand this over to you to do almost like an audiobook description of this for those that haven't watched the interview. And we're going to hand this over okay. to you to describe it and, and share with us what it was. Okay, so a huge sporting moment in rugby is the Lions Tour. So that's the best players from England, Scotland, Wales and Ireland selected to go and tour either South Africa, New Zealand, Australia. And this year, it's going to be in South Africa. So the squad was announced a couple of weeks ago, a week and a half ago. And Carl Sinclair, who has had an outstanding Six Nations at prop for England, great season with Bristol, Bristol Bears. And that pains me as a Bath supporter. Come on, the Bears. Yeah, that pains me as a Bath supporter. (laughs) But... Credit where it's due. He's had an outstanding season. His name should have been on that list. And it wasn't for whatever reason. Um, and I didn't really know that it had affected him because he hadn't posted anything. Like a few other players that were expecting to be on there had posted on their Instagrams, like mm-hmm. hurts to not be selected, et cetera, et cetera. But congrats yeah. to all the guys. He, he hadn't. So I didn't really think anything of it. Then I watched the Bristol Bath game. Unfortunately, Bristol won. Um, <laughs> but Sinks had um, <laughs> bloody brizzle. Um, but yeah, Carl Sinclair had this almighty, amazing game. And afterwards, the reporter sort of said to him, 
do you mind if we talk about line selection? How do you feel? And he, he spoke openly. Now you think this is a professional sports star. Yes, rugby's not as big as football, but still big. Like, you know, he's still a celebrity. Um, he's still looked up to by thousands of kids, maybe adults as well. Who knows? And he really spoke about the tough times that he's had since this. And you could just see the upset yeah. uh, in his face. And he was talking about how he just needed to take some time to reflect on it. He used a mentor that he's got to help mm-hmm. him get through it. Sort of like compartmentalize, I think the word is. Um, oh, that's a big word there, Cal. Oh, hello. Someone's been watching Cal. I can hardly get it out. <laughs> I can hardly get it out. Um, you never normally have trouble getting um, it out either. <laughs> it's just seeing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, he used a mentor for this. And um, it really helped him. And you could just see the upset. And I'll be honest, it choked me up watching really? it. Like I, yeah, like you, you know, you, you can relate to it in a certain extent. Like we, we've, we've all been somewhere where we've probably had our hopes pinned on something, um, yeah. and it hasn't come through. And yeah. we just feel that literally that drop in our stomachs, that pit of just. Uh, and you've probably, he's probably received hundreds of people coming to him, going oh my God, can't believe you haven't made it, which I can imagine is quite nice to hear, but also at the same time when you're trying to get over it and deal with it, <laughs> yeah. it must be yeah. really difficult. Like, yeah, so, and I think, and you could just see that in his face and he sort of said, look, I want to use this as a platform to prove to kids that you can have these knockbacks, but instead of just sitting there sort of in a, like feeling bad about it for himself, yeah. He could have easily just gone inside himself, gone, fuck it, you know what, a bunch of pricks. Yeah. yeah. Um, but instead, he trained hard after the, like, after the game. Pat Lamb, the coach of Bristol, was talking about it. And he said this week he's been outstanding in training. And even he started crying. Then Hugo Monia, wow. who was the reporter, was yeah. tearing up about it. So you could tell it is such a big thing for these guys. And I, I'll be honest, I, I was talking about it with Amanda and I started watching the re- like a rerun of yeah. the um, interview, and I did have to leave the room. I started crying myself. Really? Like, That's amazing. Yes, mate. It, you, it, it, for me, it's seeing that pain in yeah. his face that he, he's worked so hard for it. And the Lions tour only comes around once every four years. Mm. So he's young enough that he should make the next one, but not to make it now must be difficult. So yeah. I could just see it, and it... it it choked me up. It made me think about times like with work where I've expected something that hasn't come through. Um, e- even just stuff like I remember in Freshers not making the varsity squad. Yeah. I, I wasn't good enough. I wasn't good enough to play the ones, but yeah. Um, having that phone call and being told, sorry, mate, you've not made it. God, that hurt. Yeah. Like, and that is yeah. nothing in comparison to what he went through. Well, so, yeah. especially as you say, when you think about the people that will be. Like you say, if you don't get into varsity in, in uni, it's one day, right? And as humans, we deal with it with less of that focus and the pressure. Like if you're a mm. professional rugby player who was a shoe-in to get into the Lions tournament, not only, like you say, will you have the messages yeah. of people saying you should have got it, which will be fueling and keeping it anger, but then you've also yeah. got the social media of everyone announcing the Lions team and the people that have got in. And that's such a more visible, <laughs> you know, the people you follow getting 100,000 or 20,000 retweets on their I'm in the Lions squad announcement is uh, yeah, 
yeah, it, it, it's such a bigger mentality picture, isn't it, for, for the way? Yeah, because I think they all, I think something like 50 of them, 50 potential guys get a letter through. So I, obviously okay. I don't know if he received one of those. I imagine he probably did. And then Warren Gatlin, who's the coach of the Lions, will then go through and select. Now, okay. I don't know between them receiving a letter That's and the Lions squad being announced live on TV whether they get a heads up like you've been selected or you've not. Okay. But the, the, the clubs do this big like media day. So the whole squad will go in and watch the Lions announcement live on TV. Yeah. And, and clubs like and clubs like release it on their Instagram, their Facebooks and everything. And it will be, say, like our house. Imagine our house. What was it? Like four or five of the lads yeah. played varsity. Imagine if we all as a house or all as a rugby club were watching it and their names came out. It's the whole club like celebrated. Yeah. You imagine if you were probably Carl Sinclair sat in there. If it, if it does happen that way and you don't find out until it's announced on TV and then he goes past the S's as he's going through alphabetically and yeah. you think, oh, I've not been selected and you just know there's everyone's cameras probably going to be like, yeah, yeah there's cameras on you. Everyone in the squad probably looks at you and you're just thinking, fuck it, like, ah, oh, just yeah. swallow me up. I don't want to be here. No, it's got to be tough. But the, but the fact that he went out there and spoke to his mentor, I've forgotten what the program was that he uses, but um, he has a mentor for it. Yeah. Um, just to help him sort of work with his feelings, uh, work with his emotions, because I think he's previously on games. Like, I think he is what someone that loses it, like control mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. But it shows you how he's developed as a as a player and as a guy. Yeah. That he's understood that and he's doing something about it. And he's got a mentor and he said, I'll work closely with this guy. Uh, and he really helped me. I, I think I'd... just having that person, don't you? Yeah. Oh, it's really I think one of the things from the interview, and we'll have to link it if you haven't watched it, but one of the big things that I thought was refreshing, like you said, it was very open. It was very emotional. Mm. The the reporters were getting emotional as well. Uh, But I think, yeah, what I found was really refreshing was that he just came out and said, yes, I was angry. You know, yes, I, of course I wanted to be fucking picked for the Lions squad. Like that's a silly question to ask. Um, And and it was like, just so refreshing to, you know, I, I do see some celebrities or like sports stars that like, oh, it was tough, but I just worked hard. I, yeah, I, I, you know, I bounced out of bed the next day so positively to um, get straight on it. Whereas this was probably the rawest form of emotion. You know, he was like, I'm, I'm angry. I'm still angry now. I'm still upset. I'm, you know, trying his hardest. Like, uh, I think he got man of the match, wasn't it? That's why he was doing the yeah. interview. Um, still playing well still working hard but just to see that actual vulnerability and, and how sports stars cope I think is, is real refreshing to watch in an interview and um, it's it's no surprise that it got so much attention and I think yeah I can't remember the name of the the, the mentor that he uses but I think what a mm. what a um indictment is that a word is indictment a word or uh yeah, it is. I think that's when you blame someone for something, isn't it? Oh, you is it? No, not that. What a, a testament to, to having a mentor to, yeah. to bring you through life and, and guide you when, you know, especially if you are someone that struggles to cope with your emotions immediately and you need someone there to guide you and, and tell you. And I think to your point, Cal, most of us probably have them at work. But do you have mm. any, do you have any mentors um, outside of work that you would maybe go to? to talk through anything with your relationship, financial, sleep, or anything like that? No. Uh, no. When I first started my 
uh, job, which I'm in now, we were given like a mentor yeah. for development. But we'd only have a check-in with them once every six months. And it was always one of those, my door's always open, send me an email. I just yeah. never take them up on it. Yeah. Because for me, if they're related to the company, I'm always worried what if yeah, something goes back be... to the company, obviously. Yeah. So it's good to have someone independent. But for me, I think just talk like we talk obviously all the time doing this. That's that's yeah. helped. Um and there's quite a few of the other boys. Like I speak to Amanda, probably not as much as I should in terms yeah. of being open about stuff, but like it's just difficult isn't it you got yeah like, yeah opening up is one thing opening up to a girlfriend is another thing yeah <laughs> because you want to as bad as it is we're trying to remove this stigma guys like to think they're tough yeah <laughs> so admitting to the person that they love actually i'm struggling or actually i'm a bit upset about this just doesn't fucking happen does it like it, it, no one yeah it, it going, doesn't I'm, no, yeah. and you, you like you learn from your your parents, don't you? So like, my dad is just someone who just doesn't talk about his emotions, <laughs> doesn't talk about his feelings, but he will do anything and everything for anyone. Like he'll yeah. go over and above for that person, but he's not someone that would turn to you and kind of be like, oh, "I'm feeling a bit down, feeling mm -hmm. a bit, you know, this or that." And yeah. I think it's just for growing up and seeing that, and you're like, okay, well, that's, and and it's just this, it is just that stigma, isn't it, for a guy? You don't talk about your feelings. And this yeah. is the fucking problem, and this is the idea of this podcast. Because, gents, you know what? <laughs> we have feelings too. We can fucking talk about them. Yeah, so do it. Definitely, I, I think a big part of this actually, Cal, is, is to that point because I talk about my my mental health. I think hosting this podcast having a journal that's aimed at getting men talking and, uh, and a group every day where I talk about what's going on I think it would be a bit um a bit fake if I couldn't talk to anyone about my feelings but I, yeah. I appreciate that that isn't where everyone is and it's definitely not where I was um back when we were living together Cal at uni and my only way of dealing with things was to get battered um and, and try and sort life out that way but yeah. I think it, it's about that self-awareness which is where I think the mental piece came in and, and I think that's also in this interview with Kyle is where he he really shows that self-awareness to, you know, he breaks down what happened. He's like, I'm angry and I, I need to accept it, yeah. but I can't accept it at the minute, but I know that I'm angry. So I'm not going to, to your point, instead of trying to act tough, I'm not going to act tough. I'm just going to say I'm angry. I'm going to deal with that. And that has probably helped him. If he's someone that is a hot, hothead, uh, maybe we can get him as a guest on the podcast. I don't think he's reached out yet, but um, I'm, I'm confident of him reaching out after this, but like maybe that has stopped him then blowing up in the Bristol game where something's not gone his way. Maybe if he hadn't acknowledged that he was mm. angry, that could have come out in a, you know, whatever rugby players do, grab each other's collars and pretend to hit each other um, when they're, when they're angry. So yeah, I think that self-awareness yeah. is, is, is when they're angry, just when they're trying to psych, psych themselves up. My first men's rugby club before a game, the two props used to headbutt each other before one game. I think it was my first game. I looked across and one prop broke the other prop's nose, headbutted him, oh, psyched nice. him up before a game. I thought, what the fuck have I let myself in for? Where have I joined? Uh, 17 and... years old. Like, what have I done? <laughs> this is not the place for me. Um, but yeah, so then in, in terms <laughs> of... <laughs> Take me home, mum, please. So in terms of how you bounce back, I'm going to ask to get inside the mind of Huggy. 
it might so mm. let's go back to the varsity news it might be different now i mean, appreciate that it feels like it was about 20 years ago it was only seven yeah. but it, it feels a long time ago um, maybe more, more recent yeah. you've had some bad news and let's say it's on the level of the lions news you were expecting to i don't know have the best news ever you you're expecting that big thing you'd it's the biggest thing for you at the moment. I don't know what this is. You can you can share with us the example that you're thinking of. But and then you have the bad yeah. news and it doesn't go the way that you want. How do you what do you have any steps? First of all, like what processes do you have to try and bounce back and, and what do you do to bounce back? If at all, mate. It's for fine me, if you don't have a process. Yeah. No, see, my process is different because I go through all the emotions. Yeah. Like I start off really fucking angry <laughs> depending on what it is so like an example i use is in march i was i so when i started this new role i was at work i was told you know we'll review your performance in january if you do well then you're on for a promotion and a pay rise in in january got to january yeah you've exceeded everything that's like we'll put something through got to march I was like, still chasing it, nothing. And then it got yep. to the point where I started chasing it with HR. And, I had a phone, and then I had a phone call with HR and my manager, and they said, oh, sorry, there's a hiring freeze on. You're going to have to mm-hmm. wait. Yep. And I was like, but I've come across. So I left, I left my last role, yep. which was a good role. It was a cushy role. It was a, it was a nice role. So I'm going to do this brand new one on okay. the promise. Yeah. So when I had that meeting, I was – Oh, when I got told that you're just going to have to wait. And I was like, well, how long? And they were like, well, it depends. When you start climbing, what was it? When you start climbing the corporate ladder, you, you've got to understand the business comes first. And I'm thinking, that is not helping me. <laughs> that, is, that, that doesn't help I'm, me. That's okay when you're up at your level. Yeah. That doesn't help me when I'm down at mine. I've just got my own place. Like, I got more outgoings on the, yeah. like, it's just difficult in that sense. And yeah. I remember I was just sat, I was sat on my desk on the phone call and I could just feel myself welling up. And I'm somebody that if I get angry or I don't know what to say, I cry. Okay. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what that is obviously just that emotion inside me and I just don't know what to do. Yeah. Amanda, Amanda was in the office. It was just me by myself. And I had that phone call. Ah, oh, and I just started crying. I was like, you're yeah. kidding me. So then like I said, and I, I just was this was on like, the call, like, or yeah, like yeah. and but I didn't fully like yeah. cry. I, I if you were listening to it, you could hear me get upset. So I just yeah. said, okay, I need to go. So I just left the phone call. Yeah, and then like a week later, they wanted to have another chat with me because apparently my manager had been fighting my back and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, so I had this call. Basically, I knew it was going to be bad news as soon as my manager. <laughs> pulled me on he went this isn't going to go exactly how you wanted it and I was like why and then he explained again that yeah there's a hiring freeze we've tried everything we can yeah all of this sort of jazz and again I, I couldn't because you've also got to try and stay professional so you can't yeah. just lose your head can you <laughs> um well you can't just, all, just pretend your internet's got in these days and just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ah, frozen um so I didn't know how to sort of contain my emotion so mm-hmm. i started getting upset and i was like look i need to leave because i'm getting upset and they were like no 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 stay on this call we need to have a grown-up conversation and then that mm-hmm. just then oh, pissed me off even more so i was yeah. like you can clearly hear that i'm upset so then i was like angry upset feeling let down feeling like i'd failed and then i was just like on the call 
couldn't tell you what happened in the last couple of minutes of that call because yeah. my mind, my head had just gone. Um, but then I came off it and I was a blubbering mess. I'll admit, yeah. like, I've not cried in a very long time. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. Um, so having that, and I was like, why am I even fucking crying? Like, what is going <laughs> on? Yeah. But it was like that anger. So then I went downstairs. Amanda was home that day, and I went downstairs, and she was like, oh, my God, what's wrong? Yeah, what, what's happened? What, yeah, <laughs> and I, I went through it, and I couldn't stop myself then. And like, like she yeah. said, she goes, oh, are you really upset by it? I said, no, I'm not upset. I think it's that feeling of being let down, Yeah. having those expectations, being let down, and it just being out of my control. Like, I've yeah. just got to live with it. And I suppose yeah. that's what, the same as Carl Singler. He's just got to live with that fact. But it's yeah. annoying because he's done everything that was yeah. probably told to him. Like, perform well, have great games for your club, have great games for your country. Yeah. So he was probably at that. And everyone's saying, oh, you're probably one of the best props for England, blah, blah, blah. And then he just got deflated mm. as soon mm. as that announcement came out. And he's just thinking, there's, there's fuck all I can do about this. Same way in that call, I was like, there's literally nothing I can do. I've just been <laughs> yeah. told, kind of, you're just going to yeah, have to yeah. wait, get over it. So, and then, like, we went for a walk. So then I, like, went for a walk with a dog and with Amanda. And, like, yeah. even sat down. We, like, walked to the rugby club, let the dog run around. And even then, like, try and talk about it. She was like, do you want to talk? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking I could. And then broke down again. And I was just, like, yeah. so angry. But now I can talk about it. So, But there wasn't, I didn't really have a process of getting past it yeah like and also i felt a bit ashamed really the fact, yeah I, I felt like i felt sh- at, at the fact you hadn't got it or the fact that you bit, reaction bit, to it bit of both like yeah I, I thought i was i was a bit ashamed of the fact that i believed what was going to happen mm-hmm. being completely deflated and then i was a bit ashamed of the way maybe i acted on the phone call because mm-hmm. i just wanted to leave and then instead of like face facts, have that discussion. Yeah. Exactly what Carl Sinclair's done. He's just face facts, dealt with it, got on with it. And mm. that's what I've done, but it took me like that day. Yeah. And then yeah. also, like, it was difficult having those conversations. Yeah. With people. And then you'd go on a call later on with your manager and he'd be like, how are you feeling? You, you just wanted yeah. to scream out, like, how the fuck do you think I'm feeling? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Just stop, stop trying to bait me. Yeah. And you and you think like that's that's obviously it's not relatable, but it's still in the sense of how you both feel. That that is a huge thing. And that mm. was really affecting me for a, like a week or so. Yeah. And you think if you're somebody famous and you've probably got hundreds or thousands of people sliding into DMs being magnified, isn't it? God, how are you feeling, mate? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. Right. Imagine, just... imagine how good we felt this week having probably about 10, 15 DMs off, off of our mates mm. and, and people that have listened. Like, we feel amazing. And that's 15. <laughs> if, yeah. if we ever had 100 and, and imagine they oh, were all negative, mate. you'd be like, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. this, is, this is a darker turn. So, yeah, it's definitely guaranteed. magnified. Yeah, and you can guarantee you probably had some fans, well, the majority of them being fans, saying, really sorry to make it. But how many people going off our first podcast? Yes. Those people so sliding in, probably being like, you don't deserve it, all of this. And probably the, the other end of the spectrum, the dickheads. Yeah. And probably I, bet, I bet some would have been Bath fans because they are upset that their team's lost. And they're like, yeah, you might yeah. be good, but, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, yeah. I mean, that's another link, three episodes in, and they're all linking together. Um, I know. Amazing. And, and do you think having gone through your that experience, so you've 
because I think most of it is about experience, right? It's why mentors are fantastic mm-hmm. because they've been through it. Hopefully that's why you pick a mentor that has yeah. been through what you want to go through. So they're like, I know exactly this situation. <laughs> Don't yeah. do these things, <laughs> which is what we try and do with the agony uncle, right? We tell people what not to do because we've, been through. <laughs> yeah. so, so we've done the wrong yeah. things. But yeah, having been through that now, do you think if you were to have that experience again at work, you'd be able to react in a, you would be able to acknowledge it quicker, which maybe means that you would be able to have that call the week later and, and get through that maybe a little bit easier. Um, do you yeah, think I, think, I think, yeah, I think it would all be about prepping, like mm-hmm. come off the first call, have that bad news, like deal with it as best you can offline, but then yeah. come up with maybe a strategy of how you're going to attack the next call. So yeah. when I went into that next call, I should have had a, if it goes well plan and if it goes badly plan, and on that badly plan, I should have had like some questions. Right, okay, if it's not going to happen now, when's it going to happen? What do I have to have yep. done? What can I do? What can you do? What can the company do? Like, yep, to get there. And that, yeah, and I think that now looking back is something that needs that needs to maybe happen when I like face those that situation <sighs> again. Times. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Well, Cap, thank you for sharing. Always a pleasure to hear other fellow share about their their wins, their losses. Um, Mm. And and like you say, it isn't, I mean, you're not Carl Sinclair, but Mm. I reckon you give him a good game at prop. But it is that, you know, (laughs) definitely not. It is relatable, right? And and that's what we we try and do um, in this podcast is is bring the news back into our everyday situations. And yeah, Cal, the other two bits we had in the news this week, which I suppose just short bits actually just to share with everyone is sort of the highs and lows of men in the news. I don't know if we can create a new section out of this, um, but we're going to give it a go this one. So the first one, we'll start with the low as we always do, was a video of a group of lads. Cal, I don't know if you watched it in the end and I don't know if people listening would have seen it, but it's a group of lads on a training platform and they are, they're dicking around a bit like lads do. But then for some reason, there's a group of girls that are trying to get on the train because the, the, the train doors are about to close. They've heard, they've heard the beeps and, you know, everyone's absolutely sprinting. And then the lads just try and trip them up, isn't it? You know, I think that's what they... Oh, that's not the one I've seen. Have you not seen that one? Yeah, they, no, they try not seen this one, mate. They try and trip up these girls. And then the last girl that comes through, this lad properly decks her with his shoulder and she falls underneath the train. Whoa. Because it's that close to the platform. Um, and yeah. I think, yeah, this is just uh, as we bring attention to men in the news, it's, you know, if you're out with your mates, there's always banter and that. But yeah, don't be chucking girls underneath trains and no. just acting like a dickhead. So if you or you see any of your mates out there, it's a public service announcement acting like a dickhead in a group towards particularly the opposite sex, just tell them to, to wind their neck in. Um, yeah, what an idiot. Yeah. We've all yeah. been there, but I went not that far. But like, <laughs> I chucked anyone underneath a train. Like teenagers, or yeah, well, yeah, they look like yeah, somewhere between the age of sixteen to. 12. I can't tell anymore, to be honest, Cal. I think everyone looks really young, and then they're like, "How, yeah. how do you think I feel?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. grey hairs in my beard. Like, what's this about? <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, I've got a couple of greys um, coming in oh, at this yeah. age, so I'm screwed for later life. But yeah, they were about 16 to, to 20. I think we've all been there trying to 
try and have a bit of banter. It's the age-old playground tactic, isn't it? Yeah. You fancy a girl, you go and flick her. You go and flick her. You don't fucking put her under a train. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's just let's just not do that, fellas. Um, and then the other one, we'll end on the hide of positive news. And and this is great to see because I think it's lads about the same age. To be fair, it's definitely school kids. I think. And and there's basically a woman that's trying to chuck herself off a bridge. Which when you watch that the video, it, it it doesn't look like it doesn't look. You can't really tell what's about to happen. Which is Mm. it's just quite eye-opening to how quickly a suicide could have happened um, but the woman gets up she's basically halfway over the the railings yeah. of this bridge to jump off and then this group of lads just surround her and absolutely one of them does deck her but this time it's a good decking it's not to put yeah. her under a train it's Ball, to stop balls her off the ledge doesn't it yeah yeah, yeah that one i've seen and like you said you would have no idea because she clearly waits for the lads to walk past yeah and because you can see her watching then she sees that they've got past enough and then she starts mm. climbing. If it wasn't for one of those lads looking behind him, because yeah. he can obviously sense that something wasn't quite right. Yeah. And he looks behind and he sees her climbing up and he just, fair play to him, instincts, runs back and just grabs her. Then all of his mates run over and just pull her back. Like that, yeah. fair play, has just saved someone's life. Yeah. And, like being and able that, to do that. That can be our male hero, Lord Kyle Sinclair, of our male hero of the week. Maybe we can add that in to, to shout out the male heroes and the male dickheads. Yeah. And the dickheads that, are those lads that chucked a girl under a train. And the heroes yeah, are the I, ones that stopped her, yeah, saved her life. I think, I think there's two sets of people that's probably, you know, done action actions that have saved lives. Probably Kyle in a sense that maybe he's mm. proved to people, talk about your feelings, talk about your emotions. And hopefully, like we always say about this podcast, even if we help one person, yeah. that's all that matters. And you think even if he's just helped one person go, actually, I'm going to talk to somebody, I'm going to go out there and talk. Uh, and same way with these lads, they've gone and saved that woman's life. Yeah. And you think of the knock-on effect of that. So her family, her friends, if she had done it, yeah. how it affected them. So these lads have not just saved her life; they've had that knock-on effect and positively affected everyone else around her. Yeah, and they deserve to be shouted out for that. Yeah, so fair play. They've, they've got our they've got our blessing for the week. Yeah. Now we're going to go on to Agni Uncles. Agony Uncle here for you. And this week, Carrie, this is less of a problem by a viewer. Um, and this is more to get the conversation going between myself and you, because it's Mental Health Awareness Week this week when we are recording the podcast, episode three. Yep. And I thought this would be a good one to discuss because it's a bugbear of mine. And it's a problem that I think there is in the mental health industry. So I'll be excited to get your views on this, whether okay. I'm crazy and it is a problem or whether I've got a point uh, which I can campaign behind. So as you will have seen in the mental health industry, well, not in the mental health industry, but in that, that sector, particularly Mental Health Awareness Week, is this whole campaign around how are you? And then it's how are you really? Or ask mm. twice or, you know, ask a thousand times to, to make sure that someone tells you how, how you are really. Now, my problem with this is if you have to ask a question twice to get a proper answer, I don't think it's a very good question. And I don't think the campaign should be centred around a how are you really question that can be answered with a yeah, good you or yeah, yeah, everything's fine that, that doesn't go below surface level. So that is my problem this week for us to discuss, whether how are you really is an effective question and what can we suggest that would be better to actually talk about mental health that you don't have to ask, how are you? How are you really? No, how are you really, really? Um, yeah. So before we get into maybe a better question, I'll, I'll chuck it over to you. Do you think that is a valid concern of mine that I've got? Yeah, I think it is, because if you're struggling mentally, 
you're no matter how many times somebody asks you you okay you're just going to turn around and say yeah fine yeah fine like it, it, it doesn't matter mental health problems come in all shapes and sizes like just because someone might answer second time and go actually you know what i'm struggling yeah doesn't doesn't mean that it works for everyone yeah so i can i can see the slogan and why they're trying to promote it as a just because someone has said okay if they're not yeah. looking like they are ask them again but if that person doesn't want to share it with you you can ask yeah. them two three four times they're going to say yeah i'm okay and i actually saw on uh, linkedin a guy shared a screenshot of his whatsapp messages it's him with his son did yes. you see it yes i think I saw yeah. this. and it was something like hi lad landed gone to the hotel about to have a pint and something to eat fancy a catch-up after and a facetime um it's been one of those days your son just replies back hey glad you made it feeling okay bit sleepy might go to bed can we catch up tomorrow and apparently that was the last message he ever received because a couple of hours yeah. later his son took his own life mm. if his dad had replied back saying are you sure which this campaign is saying <laughs> you mm. should do i i can't see that have changed things that would have changed things yep so Definitely. And I, this is- yeah and I, and I think the the other issue with the how are you really campaign or how are you is how are you is such an effective question at work and, and you'll know this in, in anyone that works in an office when you're at the water cooler water cooler we're not american you're at the drinks fountain um or you're making a cup of tea or you, you're getting your beverage and you go yeah someone will come up to you and say how are you and this person, you don't want to tell, you know, you're at work, <laughs> you haven't got any affinity to them, right? How are you is an effective yeah. question there? Because you can just say, yeah, not too bad, busy day, how about yourself? Yeah. And we don't want to get into the habit of, well, not the habit, but of course we should be open, but there's times and places where, you know, you, you're not going to be breaking down at while you're making a cup of tea because someone's asked, how are you? You know, that's, that's yeah. not the place. So, so I think there's a place for that conversation. It does open it a little bit if the person's willing to, like you said, Carol, and, and that message there was, yeah, it was, shocking to see really wasn't it like how 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 like normal that conversation looked from a screenshot yeah. perspective of you, you wouldn't be able to tell what was about to happen and like no. I, I mean yeah it was shocking so that is my problem with the how are you if you want to have a conversation with someone about mental health or just to check in on your friends um because mm. to, to that point it can easily be just overridden right with a hey good or yeah, yeah. busy um, and I think, yeah, good you is is one of the things that I try and fight against with the journal. Um, and, and to that point, I remember speaking to a lad at work. I said, hey, you know, we were having lunch, I think, and a couple of other colleagues around said, how are you? Like, yeah, not too bad. Yeah, we, we're doing well. We uh, have a locker room session, which is where all the group, uh, group of men in, in my company, we get together every month and we actually <laughs> answer questions that we go through to talk about our mental health. And bear in mind, four hours earlier, he told me he was doing well. Sat in this session... Yeah. He, he told me that his granddad died two days ago and then he was going home tomorrow for the funeral or, you know, to go, to go with his family. Yeah. All day at work, wouldn't be able to tell. But without that session, I probably still wouldn't know today um, about it. So I think there's a more effective way to ask people about their mental health. I'm not quite sure what the questions are. Maybe we can do a lot of trial and error and, and the listeners can mm-hmm. send in their questions and, and try some of these with your mates. Um, but I don't know, Carol, if off the top of your head, you've got any that you think if someone asked you would actually get you talking about your mental health or ones that you've tried to maybe speak with your mates about mental health as well. No, it's not one. I don't think there's a one size fits all. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's difficult because also, like you said, in an office, nine times out of ten, if someone says, how you doing? They're not listening to your reply. They've already walked past. It's, it's one of those you walk past each other. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, all right. You? And they've just gone. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. no worries. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might just be me. <laughs> Fuck off, gal. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's no, like, there is no one size fits all to this question. Mm-hmm. Like, you might be someone that can happily talk about how are you feeling so someone says how are you doing short you can be like actually i'm feeling pretty shit at the moment yeah or you could be the type of person that i ask you four or five times how are you doing how are you really doing how are you really really doing and you're (laughs) like yeah i'm fine yeah i'm fine don't worry about it but really something's like a bugbear on you there's no question i suppose it's if you're doing it amongst friends you know how someone reacts or someone's Mm. acting so like if we were talking and i was like how you doing sean and you're like yeah okay we've known each other long enough that I can tell that something yeah. probably isn't right. So I'm like, oh, yeah. dude, do you need to talk? Like, do you want to talk about something? Because I okay? do not stop well, talking for up. anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so I'll be like, let's have a catch up. Yeah. If I don't know you and you just go, yeah, I'm okay. I'll be like, all right, sweet. Yeah, catch you later. <laughs> so it's, I don't think there is a surefire way apart from building a platform. This locker room journal, even something that, you're not doing that. I'm not doing anything. Just building that platform yep. that people can go out there and speak and just be like, okay, sure. it's normal. We yeah. want it to be normal that guys yeah. and girls can just go, actually, no, I'm struggling a little bit at the moment. Can we have yeah. a chat? Or even just, mm-hmm. can you just listen? No, definitely. And I think one bit I would share on that is being, I found that when I'm more open with people, the responses that I get back are a lot more open. So if you mm. are trying to start a conversation with someone, when they ask you, you know, what's been happening, um, which again is a, is another question I hate coming out of lockdown. What's been happening? You're like, it's been about 18 months since I last saw you, which bit do you want to know yeah. what's happened this week, this month? Yeah. Uh, do you want to detail um, of what's been happening throughout the whole year? But if, if you are opening those acts, so, so maybe this can be a call to our, our listeners, you know, when someone asks you, if they do ask you the dreadful question of how are you doing? If you be open with them, they're going to be more open with you because it, it just breaks that like like you say cal we're going to talk about our mental health or what's going actually on in our our lives and we're like yeah it's sweet yeah it's all good yeah yeah cheers mate yeah um let's go back to the the football but one thing i would also suggest and and get the campaign started is for asking questions about particular parts of of mental health so we know that sleep is a big one and finances and relationship are probably you know those three are are big um big bits for your mental health and I found even just asking people to rate their sleep or how is your relationship going with X? How did they find, you know, you know what's the what's happening in your relationship is maybe better than a how. Um, and even with finances, you know, what, what's, what's your money situation? Now, I mean, money is probably a whole topic that we could go into. Um, but yeah, uh, I think for me, it's about more direct questions around bits of mental health where people can then, you know, if you say to me, what's happening with your sleep? And I'm having terrible sleep, which is affecting my mental health. I've got no other answer to that. I, I can try and be like, oh, yeah, it's not too bad. Whereas mm. if you ask me, how am I doing? I might just say, I'm a bit tired or, yeah, I'm fine. So, yeah, that's the agony on because there's no real solution to it this week. But no, there's we're, not. We're, we're, I'm on but, the campaign to get rid of how are you as a campaign and move it to how's your mental health? What's going on in your sleep? What's going on with your mental health? And, and try and mm. get better questions 
asked of people so that people have to give better responses. So hopefully you'll all join That's me in, in my campaign of being more open and asking better questions to understand your mate's mental health. Does that sound yeah. like a, a good plan, Huggy? I think so, mate. I think that is a good one. People Perfect. just need to understand there is that platform out there to just speak. Yeah, and, and jump into man thoughts and pop on the live comments when I'm chatting shit about my day. Um, come, and, and, come and have a yeah, chat. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about you as well, but since we started doing this, a few boys do talk to me more openly about yeah. sort of their feelings or something that's going on in their lives. And I love it. I'm like, yes, guys, talk to me. Like, yeah, let me help if I can, even if it's just an ear. And that's what we're here for. Yeah. Everyone listens. And if they won't listen, fuck them off. They're obviously yeah. a bell end. Yeah, they're, all, they're not your mate if they're not listening to you. Fuck me. Yeah. Imagine being there. Like, oh, I'm really struggling. Like, oh, shut up. Yeah, you don't yeah. need that person in your life. But chances yeah. are they're probably struggling with something. Um, maybe they've just got told they're not getting that pay rise and that promotion um, that yeah. they were promised back in March. <laughs> yeah, bastards. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cal, on to the final, the third and final parts of today's podcast, which is to say your day. So as always, we go into the highs and lows of today or a particular day in the week of the podcast. Mm. Um, Cal, I will let you start with your low of the week. Definitely sleep for me. Mm-hmm. Funnily enough, you just brought that up. Um, yep. It's been a hectic week at work. Um, big project going on. So I've had late nights, sat behind my laptop. Like we were meant to record this, I think Thursday, weren't we? I think we've heard this you. about three or four times, haven't we? To be fair to us <laughs> yeah. on this one, it almost didn't happen. But we've got, we've got it in. <laughs> but, it, but it was Thursday night, late one. I think I was up. I'd already been online working since I think like seven, half seven, and then was up until like half midnight and then back up again the next day. So I was just oh. exhausted. Yeah. Like back up early, back online, seven, half seven, doing work, ready for this presentation that was meant to be a big, long presentation. It wasn't. Oh. And then you just think, oh, all this extra work that's gone in, not just for me, for the whole team. Is difficult so then my friday night like you said the other week i think last week when you go out and you get binned you you're wasting a a day yeah the next day you're hung over and that is how i feel about lack of sleep yeah you catch up on sleep at the weekend and you just think i've just wasted i've wasted this weekend but yeah. it's it's needed like you said you need to recharge your batteries otherwise it starts playing negatively on the rest of life mm-hmm. So like yeah. Friday night, uh, we went we went out for a couple of drinks just to I think. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Uh, no, we just went to the pub. We took the dog to the pub, had a couple of drinks. Yeah. And then I think we both fell asleep on the sofa <laughs> by about <laughs> ten half ten. No, that's when you know you're getting old. That's when you know you're getting old. <laughs> Bugger off. Um, but it was nice. Like we we then had a good sleep. Lie in Saturday, got up. And then just felt refreshed. It was nice. Mm. Um, and then like this morning, woke up feeling refreshed. Sleep is such an important part of life. And not enough clearly plays havoc because Friday I was a miserable bastard. And it it just felt like the world's longest day as well. And it bleeds into yeah. your other areas, doesn't it? You know, I always find if I haven't had enough sleep, I may have that little takeaway or that treat because my motivation isn't there because I'm so tired. I'm like, you should fucking I don't need lack of sleep to have yeah. that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa gives you an excuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you now back on track with your sleep? Have you sorted out your sleep problems? 
yeah yeah like the weekend i've been able to catch up on sleep so feeling good um Perfect. probably have an early-ish night tonight ready yeah. up early for the gym tomorrow start the monday start the week off right that's what we like to hear yeah, boy. well yeah hopefully we can mm. correct that quickly with sleep um like you say it, it does take up some of that personal yeah. time but yeah and at least you've acknowledged that and that, that was having an effect as well so it's a good bit of self-awareness from you there cal love mm. that um my low Thanks, of man. the week um what my low be this week i think to be honest it's it's work related but it's just i don't know what it is i just haven't got the energy for work um and normally i love my job and and i, I love the company i work for um, i have to say that just in case they listen mm. um but no i normally I, I love what i do and and i love uh you know, I really enjoy going to work, particularly uh, in lockdown. I think working from home for me has been a godsend because I am the easily, the easily, the most easily distracted person that that is out there. Um, so being able to just work on my own with no distractions, I've, I've actually found that I could be quite good at my job. Um, but yeah, recently yeah. just not been feeling it. Like can't be bothered with it to be honest with you. Going to work, I think even today I was like, oh shit, I've got work tomorrow. Um, which isn't normally yeah. a thought that, that that comes into my head. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say work has been the low. It's more the, I suppose, the mental battle to be, to show up every day, to be positive, to work as you know hard as I have been working. Um, is yeah, that's There's, probably my there been one contributing factor to that. I, I've been I've been pondering it this uh, this weekend actually, and I think. I just think it's it's quite relentless, isn't it, working at the moment? Like every day is the same, you know. And mm. I think with with things reopening and quite a bit of change going on, like where I live and stuff, like coming back to London and everything, I think everything's just, <laughs> I think I'm just tired of, of everything. I think I just literally need yeah. a, a holiday of three or four days of just lying in bed, staring at the ceiling, doing absolutely nothing. Um, because, yeah. It's it. That's what I mean. Like I can't put my finger on it. I couldn't say to you, yeah, I can't be asked to work because I'm I'm not sleeping well, or I can't be able to work because I've stopped going to the gym, so I've lost my exercise and motivation there, or anything like that. Yeah. Because everything else is, is still carrying on, and I think that's the issue. I think everything's just carried on for what we now five months into the year, and and it's still exactly the same. Yeah. And yeah, the pace of what I do is, I think like doubled or tripled. I don't know about you, but people respond to emails quicker. People are getting you know, people are getting things done quicker. And I think the expectation on people is a lot higher than it, than it was pre-pandemic. Um, and where I suppose yeah. I probably expected that to drop off as things reopened and we came out of lockdown, it just seems that the new way of working is is relentless. So yeah, for me, that, that's probably my low because I don't like, I don't like spending my day feeling like I don't want to do this in my, in my day, right? This is, this is our life. So yeah, that would be my low for the week this week, but no real couldn't really pinpoint anything on that one so i will update you on that yeah. next week and see see where we're at yeah, mate. um yeah we've got a bank holiday coming soon so hopefully that may may sort us right out um, oh yeah a couple of weeks it is yes i might book our time off i yes. think i, have, I missed actually. a lot i missed the one at the beginning of may <laughs> i forgot really? i forgot it was a bank holiday it's only when i think we did this and you were like bank holiday next week i was like shit i should have got some time off <laughs> you turned up on the monday did a full day's work uh, <laughs> so then as to finish your high of the week or the day um your mental got, high got two oh, that's right double. not a bit too greedy double. oh we'll let you have a yeah. double the old double um 
first one would be today. Mm-hmm. Uh, weather held up. So Amanda and I went over to North Wales with the dog. Went out for... All right, Beth, how's it going? Lovely. All right, there, Beth. Um, apologies to any Welsh person that's listening to this because our accents are horrendous. Uh, <laughs> four, yeah. year, four years in Cardiff, you'd have think I'd have been able to do at least something a little bit better. Um, but no, we went across, went out to Loggerheads um, over by Mould, I think it is. Apologies nice. for any pronunciations there. Um, but it was amazing. Weather was great. Dog loved it. Amanda and I loved it. We were just walking around laughing. Like we did some shortcut, got completely lost. This other group followed us thinking we knew the way. Oh, no. All of us had to slide down on our asses. This really steep embankment. <laughs> and they thought we knew the way. We turned around. They were following us on their asses down this embankment. Were they young uh, or old? Uh, probably late twenties, early thirties. Uh, so I ima- had this image of you leading like a bunch of 60, 65 year olds with their walking sticks and everything just off the edge of the cliff. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, the weather was good. Like we had a laugh. It was just so nice just getting out because like I said to you last week, the downside for me last week was the crappy weather and not yep. being able to get out of the house as much. Yeah. So today we took full advantage of that. Got up early. Got a picnic ready, drove across, like made full advantage. Took the old budgie smugglers with me. Um, We had a little sight no one wants to see. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, no images will be released for this. Um, They could be. Send us money for Carl's nudes. (laughs) (laughs) Set up an OnlyFans. (laughs) Mate, that's next. OnlyFans. Fuck it, I imagine. <laughs> um, at least your mum would pay. Um, <laughs> she and my dad. <laughs> Legend. I just, it's only because I follow them. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but no, we went. We went into the river on the way back. We went into the river. So there's this like Scottish tradition called a duke. Okay. It's like you get into a river, freezing cold. You get in, you fully submerge yourself, and it just washes all negativity away. Oh. spreads it's like new sort of life in a in yeah. essence you meant, you meant to do it new year's day to like yeah. bring it in the new year but we didn't get a chance to do it in new year so when we when we knew we were going here we'd seen photos seen like a really nice river that you walk alongside in the middle of the woods yeah like, right taking some swimming <laughs> stuff we're going in there holy shit it was cold <laughs> <laughs> let's just yeah. say the budgie smugglers were not showing up <laughs> Um, oh, fucking hell, I needed some socks down there to just help me out. Um, <laughs> but no, it was nice. And we got we both got out and we we're just like, body feels great, mind feels fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just we got back to the car, we ate the picnic, and then just as we finished eating, the rain started raining. Wow. I know. And and it was like someone was saying, Here you go, there's the day you wanted. You've both had a great one. Go home now, get showered, change, do the podcast with Shawnee B. Love that. Um, and Love set you up that. right for the week so yeah oh, that, that's my first one today was fucking yeah. okay that was good um and also a tip there to any listener to go live face down in a stream any stream go get yourself in there and yeah. uh, send send your photos into us <laughs> We'd yeah. love to see love to see you guys doing that <laughs> um, yeah it was good to be fair it was good it felt great afterwards oh, love that and then the other one was i uh, speaking to a uh, very good friend of mine, Adam, 
Smith. He um, yeah. he comments quite a lot in our Man Thoughts group. Yep, I love really, Adam. He's a number one yeah, fan. Really good guy. Really good guy. He, him, and I used to work together at this old company that was, I think they've gone bust or something. <laughs> he he got made redundant. Oh no! I hope he doesn't mind me saying, but he got made redundant from it, and instead of sort of sitting there like we we're talking about Carl Sinclair earlier, like we we're talking about mm-hmm. me work. He went out there and did something for himself, and he has now just bought his own company. Yes, Adam. Yeah. Congratulations. And he's now his own boss. Oh. Working the hours he wants, doing a fantastic job. And he gets to see his kids, his family, proper times. Oh. And I could not be happier for him because he works so bloody hard. And yeah. he's worked hard. The last year since being made redundant, he's been grafting, doing any old job. And he is somebody that puts his hands to anything. He yeah. gives it 100%. Um, and I just couldn't be happier. When he phoned me up, I think it was Wednesday, he phoned me up and he was like, i got some good news. Um, and he said to me, that he's just bought this company. He's got his own company now. Um, and he, he's in the right place. And he just sounded so happy. And yes, I'm Adam. just over the moon for him. So yes. that is another positive for my week, mate, is knowing that, that a very good friend of mine has turned what could have been a bad situation, being made redundant when you've got family, into round a into a very fruitful, very yeah. positive outcome, which only is going to bring great things for him and the fam. So, yeah, Adam, fantastic. Congratulations. Lots of love. Yes. And maybe we can get him on here to talk us through the mindset. That he's uh he's been through with that that'd be yeah. sick. But yeah, yeah, that'd be good. That's a very good one. I like that, Cal. It's a good mm. one to to show you high. Um, yeah, for for me, my high this week was actually Friday. So uh, this was a couple of days ago. We had a mental health awareness day for mental health awareness week on Friday. Uh, we met a few. It was a few work people. We went and had a picnic. Actually, had a had a picnic nice. in the park. Then we went litter picking for about two hours around London. And then we went to the pub afterwards for, for a bit. And yeah, firstly, it was great to see work people and, and see them without the screen and actually remind yourself of sort of that company, like yeah. the company vibe that you work for. Um, it was quite lucky the group I was with were all of basically my mates at the at the company, um, or some of my oldest nice. mates there. So that was yeah. fantastic. And to see them, that was good crack. Litter picking, I thought was going to be not my type of thing, but it was actually quite fun and really felt some sort of satisfaction from clearing some of the fields in London from the amount of shite that was in them. I think we yeah. got about three full bags of rubbish from like, and we didn't really walk that far, to be honest with you. It just goes to show how much rubbish there is. So yeah, that was good fun. I didn't think it was going to be good fun, but that was really enjoyable. And then... Going to the pub afterwards. So this uh, comes back to our podcast last week about moderation. So yeah. I, I had four pints. I did feel them. I probably, <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit of a big drinker. There is a very real danger that this could turn into that guy right now. But <laughs> yeah, I had four beers and yeah, I, you know, it was one of those where I definitely could have had more if I wanted to, but I, I didn't really want to. I just wanted to enjoy the company and without the alcohol and also do it in a, in a controlled way. So that was my sort of little win. I came back. I thought, yeah, you know what? 
that was the right amount of beers for the situation. I'm not hungover on Saturday. I've not yeah. gone overboard just because of the excitement of seeing people again, which probably could have done. I've not written off a Saturday. And it all fits within the, the diet and everything that I fall into. So, uh, yeah, that was a, a really good win for me on Friday. I was nice. like, yeah. And, and it was quite nice to have beers in a relaxed environment that didn't feel pressured, you know, and you weren't like, oh, can I have a beer or not? I shouldn't. Because yeah. sometimes I'll, I'll do that where I just won't have anything. You know, I'm either zero or 100. It's <laughs> no beers or 20 beers. So, yeah, yeah that was really nice. To... 20. <laughs> <laughs> not after I had four and was feeling it a little bit in the evening. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, nice to have that moderation and find that balance um, on Friday. Yeah. So I'm proud of myself for that. So yeah, that's nice my little win of the week. Um, well, Cal, that is episode three wrapped up. We are yeah, boy, number we are, three. We're done. Thank you as always for those that have listened this far. I never know how far people have listened, but people are sharing. So hopefully they've listened. So mm. thank you all for those that have listened. Thank you all for the feedback. As we mentioned at the start, it's been unbelievable. Yes, that has fantastic. Back. If you've got feedback, keep it coming. Get yourselves excited for some special guest podcast coming soon, whenever me and Cal figure out how the hell we can do that as well. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we will be back next week. Ciao.